You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon. Welcome to After The Show, Sid Talk. Hello. Good afternoon. Question mark. Question mark. It is dark <laughs> outside. Yeah, not. I mean, the person listening is who you're talking to. It could be literally any time of day. But that's not the before the after the show discussion. Before the after the show was, our battery died in the thermostat. Super fascinating. And this movie. Yeah. The people in this movie. So is your yearly reminder to go and replace <laughs> the battery in your thermostat. Because you might wake up cold like I did. Ah, yes. Yes. So it is Saturday, November the 20th. This is after the show 711. The movie we're looking at this week, we are a movie review podcast, so we take a look at a movie every week. The movie we're looking at is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. 2021 movie, releases on Blu-ray, well, it's actually out on November the 30th. It's rated PG-13. And Marvel and Disney let us have a look at this one a little bit early. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. It's the origin story of another superhero. A guy whose father's kind of a dick who has ten rings that go on his arms and his mother's kind of magical. And then he becomes a superhero. I'll give you the... uh, Is that on the box? Well, this is the one that's on the box. (laughs) Shang-Chi, the master of weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Well, that's it? Yeah, that's all it says. Wow, okay. They're both correct. Yeah, I I mean, mine's more interesting, but sure, 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 sure. This is the 25th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we have seen all 25. So, Sita, what do you think of Shang-Chi? I enjoyed it, the end. (laughs) No, I really, really, I think I was just in the mood. For kind of a spectacle, spectacular, whatever you call it, you know? Yeah, it definitely was a spectacle. Like a fantasy, fun, nicely balanced with, it looked good. I liked the story. So I really enjoyed it. You know what I liked about it quite a lot? It had some really good comedy to it that wasn't eye-rolling. Correct. I actually I, found the comedy, comedy funny. comedy is really annoying. Yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, one-liners or dopey character over there that says stupid things. But this movie just had a really decent amount of humor in it that was appropriate for the movie. It wasn't, well, there was one thing that bugged me. And it that? was that guy on the bus, like a Facebook oh, blogger. Oh, yeah. Why do they feel the need? Yeah. Explain what that, it's like a dumb, like a vlogger. Yep. It's a so live, live streamer. Yeah. And it's, so he's on the bus, and the guy's kicking everybody's ass, and he's like, yo, everybody. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that was the only... See, if I do this. Blah, 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 hey, blah, blah. It sounds just like all of them, doesn't it? Sounds it? like Twitch. Well, we're, we're making friends here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it was like, ugh, it lowers the whole thing. Yeah. So, But everything else, there was a lot of humor, like lots of different pieces of humor in it, and I liked it. I also am not familiar with Shang-Chi. Not familiar with his origin. I've got a Marvel, what's it called? The Marvel Bible. Mm -hmm. And I've seen him in there. He doesn't look anything like he does in this movie, by the way. Mm. But the comic book character kind of don't. But I didn't know nothing about his origin story. And I got the feeling watching this movie, the same feeling I got 
from watching Guardians of the Galaxy, which was, I saw a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, and it looked really cool, but I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, is this far too into the comic book thing for me to even be into? But then when I watched it, fell in love with them. Now I've seen, what, two movies of theirs. This one felt the same. I was like, saw the trailer. I was like, do I care about a Kung Fu Marvel thing? But then after I've watched it, I'm like, no, I love all those characters. It, like was, I, it was just all the stuff that I enjoy, like good action, not just like endless, boring fights. There were some fights. If anyone listens frequently, they know I'm not into the fights. It looked beautiful. So that's why I liked those fights. You know, the fight in the middle of the movie where they're on the side of the building. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of the cinematography from Skyfall. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? And I was like, wow, this movie is gorgeous all the time. It's very CG heavy in the back end, like the last... I mean, there's a few ropey CG things, but not too bad. No. I, I can deal with it. It holds up. Like, there's insane things happening in the end of the movie that you couldn't even possibly imagine what would re- that, that would really look like, I guess. Correct. So you just have to take a leap with all that stuff. But then earlier in the movie, there's just the fight on the bus, which you've probably seen because it was in the trailer, like a lot. That was really good. The fight on the bus. Yeah, I liked it. Because it had elements of different things. It started off as a fight on a bus. Kind of like that movie Nobody that we watched. But less violent. And then it turned into special effects fight on the bus. With a bit of supernatural stuff thrown in. Yeah. And then it turned into like the bus splitting in half and like... A like a comedy, like... Yeah, yeah. Kind of a crazy caper kind of thing. After that part had finished, I was like, don't think I've seen a bus do that before. <laughs> Apart from there was one time, I don't know which movie it was in. There's so many of these Marvel movies. But do you remember the one time where Ant-Man used a truck as, as like a skate, like a roller skate and went down the road on it? Wasn't that the big one? It, it was probably Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or, Might have been. And that was in San Francisco as well, I believe, because he was going down this very steep tram. They love those curly roads. Yeah. And then this movie, in the middle of it, it goes to places where I didn't expect. I thought it was just going to be kind of grounded. I was going to say like Iron Fist. That wasn't grounded either, was it? Enough. That got kind of supernaturally. Magical, yeah. Magical. I think it's magic, really. That. Yeah. But I expected this just to be in the city, like a Spider-Man or a Daredevil or something. Didn't expect it to be so, well, let's say some spoilers. Where does it go in the middle of this movie? Mm. To another, she keeps calling it a different universe. Like she, it, they say dimension, then she says in your universe. Yeah. So is it the multiverse we're talking about here, everybody? Are we pretending that's what we're saying? Or is it a place like Wakanda that's just hidden? You know? Well, they said, first it says another dimension. Like a whole different realm. So yeah. that's not Wakanda, is it? There's only one way into it, through this weird maze that moves all the time. Yeah. Very weird. And that water circle thingy, like a black hole. Yeah. We're not describing it very well. You're just going to have to watch it. It's magical. And it's got a lot of kung fu stuff. A fight at the beginning, which reminded me of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, totally. And it was really gorgeous, that part, with the colors, like her, the color of her dress and the color of the... The dancing fight. Yeah, a dance fight, basically. It's a fight, like a love fight. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. It started off with it in this awesome way. Also, this movie, I said to you, I'm really glad. The first 
15 minutes of the movie. There is no English dialogue, it's subtitled. And it's a major Marvel movie. I was so impressed. What usually happens in American big movies like this is they'll they'll get somebody to do a English voiceover for that. But they didn't. Mm, we never really get voiceovers. We it's either they're just speaking. No, I mean in English. if there is a voiceover, they wouldn't do it in Chinese. A voiceover? Do you mean Yeah, she's over the top, like explaining oh, the story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. But she's actually saying it in Chinese and it's subtitled, which I was like, wow. You know, like, have movies come a long way? Are Marvel trying to change things? Because mm. this movie celebrates everything Chinese. <laughs> it's a, The whole cast is Chinese. And is there any American people? Well, I guess Ben Kingsley is a British guy. But there isn't many other people, is there? It's mostly an Asian cast, which is awesome. I don't know. I'm not really trying- thinking about it. I'm not anyway when I'm watching Are Marvel it. trying to change things, or are they just like looking at other markets to sell stuff to? Oh, they're trying to sell stuff. Do <laughs> not. <laughs> don't kid yourself. It's like, hmm, how do we make more money? I believe that's Stan Lee's mind. You know, how do we make he- more money? And, well, Stan Lee's not here, but how I'm do saying we when he money? was alive writing comics, I-, I think that was his mind. What can we sell? Oh, let's try everything. Let's try a, a fish, man. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to be uh, culturally sensitive. No. Somebody might have said to Stan Lee, what about kung fu movies? We haven't done them yet. And they're popular. Yeah, so let's have a kung fu superhero. And that's where Iron Fist or Shang-Chi came from. Because he wasn't, let's be fair, Stan Lee, while awesome, he wasn't like a genius. No. He was just going, what is popular and what can we make a superhero out of? We've done a spider. We've done an Iron Bloke. What else can we do? Iron Bloke's a good name for a superhero. <laughs> the fights, I had an issue that I thought that you would be bored of them. Mm, not really. I just liked the way it looked. It wasn't like a punchy, punchy fight, you know? It was almost like dancing, choreographed. Very, it's like accepting that it's overly choreographed, you know? The combination of the actual martial arts combined with... Just beautiful movements. I didn't mind it. I think the fight on the side of the building was my favorite one because not only was it an awesome looking fight, it was also technically the camera they were fighting and then the camera's in one place and then another. I'm like, is this even like possible? How do they get the camera in that angle? (laughs) Yeah. He falls off onto a thing down below and then the camera's looking down and then all of a sudden the camera's looking sideways like a video game. And he's running along, and then he's swooping down. I don't know. It seems CG, maybe? Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, the camera was CG, possibly. I don't know how it, how it was done, but it's like watching a video game, because it kept cut into these different angles. And I did really like that fight. There's also, towards the end, there are some creatures, let's say. What did you think of those things? Was that the part that you think was dodgy CGI? No. You mean the soul reapers? Yeah. Those, you mean? Or do you mean the, the big lions ones. that are sort of like... Yeah, those. Um, They looked all right. They well, looked they like were, giant well, stuffed animals. They were kind of like the dragons that you would see in a parade, like a Chinatown parade, right? But like in real life. Are you talking about the big dragon or are you talking about the lion The things? kind of furry lion things. Yeah, those weren't like dragons to me. Those were like the lions. I think they were like lion dragon, like a hybrid of some two things. And God knows what some of those, there's other animals in this world. 
there's I don't even know what some of them are. Like there's like this thing with no face that well, we Well it's a fantasy world. I don't think you're supposed to. It felt a bit like Avatar when they arrived there. I was like, whoa. You know, everything's like got this lumin and mm-hmm. luminescence to it. It has a bit of everything. I think it's good for the kids. I don't think it's it's violent, I guess. It doesn't feel inappropriate too much. No, it's got a good message, like they all do. Often in Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, anything created by these people, there's a... Father-son issues. Yeah, turbulent childhoods, let's say. Mostly father-son issues, (laughs) if you really, really think about it. Yeah, and, you know, they do go into in-depth on that. And you do see flashbacks to younger Shang-Chi as he's growing up. And his sister as well, who Mm -hmm. was awesome. Very. I liked her. So let's get on to the cast here. I'm going to butcher all these names, aren't I? Because they, be, they got X's in them. I don't know how to say X's. How do mm. you, you pronounce a, a name with an X in it? It's like a t- sound, but I don't know. I would not claim to know. All right. So let's go for Simu Lu as Shang-Chi. He's excellent. Mm-hmm. He's very charismatic, I found. He's good in both when he's just being the dude. He's like the cat, you know, what, what is he, like a valet? Mm-hmm. He's cool in that role, where he's just having fun with his friend. But then when he has to step up and be a superhero, he also, I've bought it 100%. So Me too. I, I really liked how he was, just all the time. Yeah, I just... Fan. I'd like to see more of him. Just a cool guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've also got his friend Aquafina plays Katie. And she's awesome is she like one of the best things in the movie let's say because i found her very funny it wasn't forced i didn't think because sometimes that character can be really forced absolutely the friend yeah but she didn't feel forced and anything she said that was funny just seemed like she would say that it wasn't like written stuff it's you know that she as herself aquafina would say it or she the character would say aquafina (laughs) would say it you know right or as a comedian but then she also has heroic moments in the movie, which I bought too. Because mm-hmm, totally. she gets pressured into a situation, basically. She, you know, she's parking cars and next thing she's in another, are we saying realm? In another realm, let's yeah. say. Uh, we also got Tony Lung as Shang-Chi's father. I kind of know this guy from somewhere. And there's a movie called Hard Boil by John Woo from back in the day. He was in that. I don't know if that's where I know him from because he's been in so many movies. Mm. but mostly Chinese movies and mostly martial arts because he's a martial arts guy. But what did you think of him? Really good. Really, really good. Like I I was convinced that he was the guy who lived a thousand years and was sort of like, he said, they've given me many names through the millennia, whatever, like any named off things like Master Khan and the other one, the Mandarin and things like that. I was convinced that he was like serious, you know, like a Thanos yeah, I want to rule the world kind of guy. And then, you know, convinced that he could be coerced or tricked by this thing. So in the movie, he hears the voice of his dead wife, the mother of the kid, of the guy, Shang-Chi. But it's, you know, it's a trap, yeah. <laughs> right? From Star Wars, it's a trap. But I'm convinced then that he's like a broken man and that he really, really wants to find... Because when he met his wife, he stopped being like the tyrannical, terrible man. He wanted to be a family man. She dies. He turns back into the Ten Ring guy. And I was convinced of every single scene. I was, I liked it all. I liked I, him. Thing was, he's the bad guy. Yet, yeah, I always had a, a bit of sympathy for him. 
not when he's like hitting the kids and stuff because he did yeah, do no. that. Yeah, so no, I had zero. But there was points where I was like, it's just like a mixed up man who's like his wife's talking to him from over there. Right. That's actually something beyond his control. It's just that's yeah, like but a, he's convinced. That's so trickery. Something broken about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've also got Shang Chi's sister, who, believe it or not, has never been in any, anything before today. Oh, she's really good. This is her first role in anything. Chinese or American. And she is called Menga Zhang. Probably wrong, but I thought she was awesome. Yeah, really. And I feel like we'll see her again in the future. Feels like it. And finally, Ben Kingsley as Trevor. Now, if you've seen Iron Man 3, you'll know who Ben Kingsley is. Two, I thought you said. No, two was the one with the the whip chain guy. Yeah, and you said that Ben Kingsley, Kingsley was in it as well. I think he might have been right at the end, but then in three, he was mm. in it. Three's the one where they blow Tony Stark's house up. Mm. It's not very good. They kind of all blur together for me. The Mandarin was supposed to be in a movie from, what, 15 years ago, Iron Man 3. But spoilers for Iron Man 3, turns out Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin <laughs> was actually just an actor imposter. So now... It's confusing. You have to watch this movie to kind of get what yeah, we're now you, about. Yeah, now if you... Yeah, totally confusing. And if you've never seen Iron Man 3, you, you won't get any of this in this movie. <laughs> no. Because they don't explain it really properly. You just have to put two and two together and you're like, oh, okay. But there's an actor from Liverpool called Trevor and Ben Kingsley plays him. And I thought he was hilarious in this. Cause, um, I don't know if I think Ben Kingsley's that great. But he's a lot different to the Trevor from Iron Man 3 who was really acting up a storm trying to be a bad guy. Mm, yeah he's he's mellowed out let's say but also been i would say it's horrifically treated for the last 10 years <laughs> well he's been captive yeah like a puppet basically what did she say you're just like his jester people who might have been disappointed with the mandarin story back in iron man 3 might like this version of mandarin story better mm. so this is directed by destin daniel cretton he directed a movie called just mercy what do you think of this directing here First time, Marvel. I mean, I feel like Marvel's probably like a big, big system. And once you're in it, you might ha- you might have say, depending on who you are, but mostly it's a juggernaut, right? This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. You're the director. We're consulting with you, but this is going to happen, you know? So I feel like if getting the best out of the people is part of being the director, I think you really did that for sure. Yeah. But otherwise, I think it's there's so many people involved and so many systems in place at Marvel, at Disney, that when you say, oh, we're, we want a scene where a dragon comes up out of the water. Well, I don't know if the director is involved in saying, well, I want him to swirl this way and swirl that way and look like this. I think it's more like they bring him the finished product and he's like, uh, OK, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But as far as the performances go. And I think if it's f- down to him, then yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, the final, whatever this, you know, I was going to say the final product, but I don't like to refer to it as a product. No, no. But it is, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but the final thing on the screen is spectacular. It did what everything I wanted it to do. It's mm-hmm. a Marvel movie. It's a new story that I don't know. It's spectacular along the way, and it feels familiar in a way also, the way Marvel movies do. So it did all that, so I like it. <laughs> So IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are reviews on the website called imdb.com that people put one star on and you like to read them and make fun of them. All right, so number one, 
Mr. Thomas Krauss. I'll name this guy. Oh, God. He actually wrote this review today as well. <laughs> he says, What the actual fuck? Do not watch this movie. I repeat, do not watch this movie. You will never get your two hours back. Do not believe the ratings. They're all fake. I cannot even believe why somebody would rate this a 10. This is way under a 5. Jesus. Well, he's very impassioned, we'll say, about his opinion. That's fine. Also, he, did he take the Lord's name in vain? I don't know what... Well, I mean, you did because you said it, but... What are the rules? Whatever. All right. Number two. This is from Dipshit. I think hey. is, that a, a, is that an indication of what we're about to experience? He says, How many times will people see the same plot in a Marvel movie and give it 10 stars? I can understand that the action was good, but not great. But it doesn't make up for the shitting storyline. <laughs> shitting. Okay. That's it? That was the whole thing? That's it. And good great. And finally, Carla says... Okay, Carla. Bring it home, girl. Weirdest Scouse accent I've ever heard. <laughs> Almost woke up out of distaste. Worst accent in a film. Award. Film award. Unfortunately, I didn't follow most of the film. I'm unable to read white on black due to my disability. And sadly, I don't speak Chinese. Hmm. I don't know if that's her being an ass or actually an actual problem. I mean, I've never heard that. But it's possible. But can you find another a way to change the subtitles, maybe? I don't know. Maybe you can't. I mean, If that's the case, that's unfortunate. Uh, and then she ends with, Marvel really is dead to me. Oh. oh. Well, Marvel's very upset about that. Yep. Carla. I can, I can assure you that they're going to miss your $12 for the next movie. $12? What, what, <laughs> what year are you living in? <laughs> <laughs> It's like more, it's more like $17 cinema ticket. So let's um, move well, screw on. Screw them then. Let's, there are no extras because we watched the streaming version, but there will be extras when the Blu-ray comes out on November the 30th. And we did get to see it a bit early. So we'll just reject the extras. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the extras are. They're the making of it. And some people will say it was awesome. And some people say it was great working with that guy. Are you just guesstimating what it was? <laughs> I think you're right. I've seen enough extras to know that that's what Correct. So, in conclusion, I'm going to give this one a score. Marvel Studios, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, wow. Because I'm just, I'm, I love Marvel. I'm obsessed with it, even. Are you obsessed? That's a bit of a strong word. You sound a little trendy. That's gross. Don't do that. But also, I don't think you're obsessed with it. I'll watch all Marvel things that come along. Right, but we don't live Marvel. You don't have it, like, tattooed on your body or anything like that. I mean, that. no, that's just crazy talk. Or is that just you're going to someday, maybe? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're not obsessed. That's too strong of a word. And I will give it, I think, about 7.9. Because I don't know if it's an actual 8. It's not life-changing or anything. It's just a really fun movie experience. It that is. I would, I'll take any time. I like it. So thank you to Marvel for letting us watch that early. Next week, we're going to look at Sid Talk. Yeah. You know that film director, Edgar Wright? That guy? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. I know of him. Yeah. You know, he made those movies, the uh, Shaun of the Dead and all that stuff. Yeah. He also made, what was the other one he made? Baby Driver, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Well, he's made a new movie called Last Night in Soho, and we're going to look at that next week. Exciting, because I love Edgar Wright. 
I mean, this might be the one that turns me off him, but who knows? There we go. <laughs> you love Kevin Smith, and there hasn't been, you know, home run every single time. True. And to be fair, I've still not watched Yoga Hoses. Oh, true. So I can't even give a rating. I just haven't watched it. I'm a really bad Kevin Smith fan. You are. That's just rude. <laughs> so movie recommendations. I'm going to recommend you that movie I mentioned earlier called Hard Boiled by John Woo. It's a really cool action movie. It's in the vein of Die Hard. You know, that kind of crazy 90s action movie. Was yeah. Die Hard in the 90s or the 80s? 90s, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's that big, you know, big action movie. And my other one is I was trying to think of my favorite Bruce Lee movie. What's your favorite Bruce Lee movie? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a Bruce Lee movie. Well, mine is Enter the Dragon. You've never seen Enter the Dragon? I don't think so. The one where he wears the yellow suit like the bride? Don't think so. Hmm. It's not a coincidence the bride wears that suit. Okay. <laughs> it's taken straight from that movie. But Enter the Dragon, I, it used to be on TV when I was a kid, weirdly enough. I don't know why it was on TV. It was blood, bloody and violent. I caught it multiple times just on ITV, just watching it. And it's my favorite Bruce Lee movie. So there you Sweet. go. Sweet. And my recommendations? Is that what you're asking for with your complete silence? No. Okay, I'm going back to the 80s for this, for 2021, and I'm still only up to like 1983, maybe 1982, 83. Okay, I'm here. No, 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 82, 83. I'm still in this vein. And The Dark Crystal. Oh. Awesome. And Best Friends, which is not awesome. But, you know, these aren't quality movies, all of them. Best Friends is Burt Reynolds and Goldie Hawn, by the way. Well, um, why are they Best Friends? Because they're friends, and then it's the whole thing where best friends can't be romantic kind of deal. But then they are. But then, you know, can you still be friends? Right. You know, kind of a wacky comedy. That's it. All right. <laughs> so Ace Scully stuff this week. I have been playing more of the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Trilogy. Weirdly, I, I've not had any issues with it. But Rockstar had to come out this week and apologize for how bad the game is. Oh, my. Yeah, they actually put out a press release apologizing to everybody. Now, I haven't really had any issues. I was going to say it. you've played it, and it seemed alright. I'm still playing it. Like I'm still playing the first one, actually, the GTA Three. But there is one issue I have with it. Um, when it rains in GTA Three, the rain, let me say, texture looks more like milk than rain. You can barely see through it, and that wasn't in the original. So I think that is an issue of mm. some kind. Anyway, they came forward this week and said they're upset of how... See, Rockstar didn't make this trilogy, this remaster. They handed it off to a... Why? They handed it to uh, Grove Street Games, they called. They're this a... is my question. Why? I don't, I don't know, because it's like giving your crown jewels to somebody else. Like it's like. it's Yeah, why would you do this? Yeah, I don't understand that either. But they gave it to a um, porting house, as they call it, and they put it on all the different platforms, basing it on the original code. And now Rockstar have said that they're disappointed with the result and they're going to work tirelessly to make it how it should be. Mm. Now, I've been playing it and the only issue I've had is that the rain looks like milk, which is weird. And That is a little bit weird. Yeah, it's really hard to see through. So, you know, you just need to turn the transparency slider up a little bit or something, Rockstar. I'm sure it's that easy. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> 
And the other thing I had an issue with is when you drive through like where Central Park is in Liberty City, that area, there's some slowdown. But it's not like a lot. It's just like it's a bit juddery. And a game that looks like this from years ago, basically, shouldn't have performance issues, I don't think. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're talking about. But they've actually gone to the um, lengths of they're going to be issuing patches now to fix it all. And they've actually issued the first one today. So it's not like they're just... Here's my question. Have they learned their lesson? I think they will have, won't they? Did they get too big for their britches? Like, oh, we don't have to take the time to actually make another movie game. Or, well, it's not even a new game. No, it's a remaster. So what I'm thinking is they're working hard on whatever new thing is, right? GTA 6 or whatever it is. And they're like, we would like to remaster the games. Let somebody else do it. But guess what? Don't give somebody the keys to your car ever. Yeah. Because you don't have full... You can't, you know, it's not going to turn out how you would want it to be. Don't give somebody the keys to your car. Is that your advice for the (laughs) week? (laughs) And the other thing I've been playing this week is something that I wasn't actually that excited about. And then it came along and now I love it. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. So it was the 20th anniversary of the Xbox this week. And on the day that the 20th anniversary took place, Xbox came um, online and said, the new Halo game, which is coming out in December... It's available today, which is a month early, and it's also free to everybody. Like, you can go on Steam, which is not Microsoft's platform, if you're on PC, get it on Steam, and it's free. And they basically took the Fortnite model. You can play it completely for free. You never have to pay anything. Just play it as multiplayer. Or you can buy the Season Pass, which lets you unlock cosmetic items only. So if you do want a fancy-looking Master Chief, you can pay the $10 for this season pass, and you can work through it and unlock stuff. But if you don't care about that and you just don't want just the standard Master Chief and you just want to play, you don't have to pay. So they're using that model. Hmm. It's such high quality, the game. I can't believe... Like, I've not played Halo for, since Halo 3, pretty much. It's instantly fun to play. Like, it brings back memories as well, you know, because you've played it in the past. And it's perfect, isn't it? Like they did the 20th anniversary of Xbox to put out Halo, which is, it's the thing I think of when I think of Xbox. You know, Halo's their figurehead, right? Like it, yeah. it's, it's the Microsoft thing. So it's free. It's the complete multiplayer. You can just go on Steam now, get it. If you've got an Xbox, it's just there on the store. You can download it. And played with some of my, this is weird, a couple of friends I used to play Halo with, what, 10 years ago? It's been a long time. I was playing last night, and I was just playing on my own, and then all of a sudden, I can hear voices, and I'm like, who the hell is it? And it's my two friends from 10 years ago. But I mean, why is this surprising? Well, they, they didn't, play. they're not, the voices are not from 10 years ago. They're actually live. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, but it's not surprising that they would be playing Halo. Well, it's surprising to me because I, w- I wasn't thinking about them. I was just mm. playing some of this new Halo and they're, they're like, hey, do you want to come play with us? So I played with them for a few hours and we got a load of kills in and it was fun, fun times. Fun times, fun, fun. We killed a load of other Master Chiefs, you know, and we ran around and we, you know, made jokes and it was just a fun. Sounds and very mature. We talked about our friend who's not with us anymore. He Aww. used to play with us. He did. And one of the uh, pug didn't actually know that we'd lost that friend. Oh, so really? It's kind of upsetting. Oh, well, yeah, because so, it's you know, been a couple of years. 
Who says who says video games don't bring people together? Absolutely. So that's. I mean, I'll still dismiss it like, oh, isn't that cute that you boys played the video game? But as far as building your relationships, it is a very, it's a real thing. Yeah, the only we were missing um, purple mongrel. He didn't. He wasn't there. Oh, because that was the our gang, wasn't it, back in the day? Yes. So maybe next time. Who knows? So Sid, talk. What's for dinner? Taco Bell. And what is your advice? My advice isn't advice. It's a call out to all the linguists in the world. <laughs> like, we need a word for a friend or a kind of friendship that's kind of beyond what we think of as a friend. You know, like, it's not, they're your friend, but it's, it's more than that. It can actually be more than family, more than friend. It's not. It's a different path than romance because people go, oh, you're going to be more than friends. Yeah, more than friends if you're 12 years old means you've got the hots for somebody. More than a friend means it's a person who's so woven into your life and maybe not daily, but into who you are. And they're so important to you, but they're not related to you. You're not married to them. It's not romance. And they're not just like your friend who have lunch with every once in a while or it's something like that. It's like, because I have a few of these and I don't know a word for that. You know, when you say, oh, this is my friend, this is my friend, this is my friend, it gets generic after a while. And these are people who are not just that. So if, and, and if you have those people, you're very lucky. It's, you know, my Aunt Mary apparently told my mom once, if by the time you die, you end up with enough friends to fit on one hand, that you really call your friend, you're lucky. And I'm wondering if that's what she meant. Because you, mm. the, the, you can have hundreds of friends, right? Oh, hi, how are you? How are the kids? Well, this is my friend so-and-so. But, but these are people who just, you can't imagine not having them in your life now. You know, and the loss of them would be devastating. And the things they go through is it excites you and it, Set, makes you sad and you're connected to them but i don't know a word for that so if anyone has that that's not advice so it might be a word or my advice might be get one of those people <laughs> well it's not easy <laughs> it is not easy it takes years but then sometimes you might meet a person which i have in my life more than one but not very many maybe three or four and it's instant i got i got this person you know and there are friends that you you become friends through circumstance or situation, and then you're locked in, and you know it's it's solid for the rest of your life. It's that kind of friend too. But I think you can get them, but I don't know if people know how to define it. That's the thing. Well, uh, talking of that, uh, you know Charlie Veach on YouTube. Mm -hmm. He made a video this week called "Why Is It So Hard to Make Friends in Your Forties," <laughs> and he he seemed. The way he was talking, he seemed kind of lonely mm. and nobody wants to be your friend when you're a certain age, he was saying. Like a, like starting again with yeah. a new friend. Yeah. He said like he, there was a guy who like seemed like he wanted to be his friend and then he kind of opened himself up and then it seemed like the guy didn't want to be his friend. Well, let's all, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's not bring I mean, there is there is a different circumstance with Charlie. Charlie is a specific kind of person. He's kind of an activist type. But I mean, yeah, and some people are a lot of work and some people worry you more than other. I mean, there's all kinds of people out in the world. So you got to find that. That's the thing, I guess, the matchup, you know, yeah. and it's not dismissing like your 
coupling up relationships. You know, it's not just because you might have a friend, and I'm going to say this, even though I love you dearly, you're my husband, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But there are people that it's beyond that even, because it's, it's just different. And you have to, you have to be able to mold together. And if one thing's off in a person, if they're too hard work or they're too needy, you know, Mm. and the other person isn't, then it's never going to be what I'm talking about. So get one of those people if you don't have one. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) And give me a name for it. I want a name for it. Hmm. I can't think of one off hand. Hmm. All right. So let me tell you, ascoli.com is the place to be if you want friends and uh, you want to I mean, I'm not going to be your friend, but. No. No. But if you want podcasts every week, free of charge. They'll provide them for you. They're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm talking about them in third person. It's weird. <laughs> we are also on anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can email feedback to me, ascully, ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She is not your friend in any shape or form. Mm. I mean, it's possible. All things are possible. Let's stay classy. Uh, Marvel Studios, and let's see. Um, Hawkeye starts next week. Let's see what that brings us. Right on. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you're not doing it, someone is doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs>